Now, one of the good things that has come from this whole situation that we're in is restaurants are starting to realize how to make a milkshake without the whipped cream, without the cherry. I went to uh, Chick-fil-A, got one of those cooking cream, delicious milkshakes, and they don't even offer it anymore. It was fantastic. So you always have to tell them to special customize that. Take that off. Take that sugary cherry off and that just cloud full of sugar. It's no bueno, man. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. You are live watching wherever you are from. What's up, guys? I see your comments. Jeremy, how's it going? We're live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. Um, so it's a good time. It's really fun. I love actually having a conversation with you and hearing and seeing your questions and not just kind of talking at you, but talking with you. So if you have any comments, questions, uh, feel free to put them in the comments and I will keep an eye on them and um, you know maybe answer one or two. Today, I want to talk about what to do with these fat checks that we are getting from the government. I've been getting a lot of questions about that. And instead of telling you what to do, instead of giving you a fish, I want to kind of discuss how I would think about and how I am thinking about this. And just with any kind of money that comes in is just kind of the framework of how I decide what to spend on, what not to spend on. And also, I've been thinking a lot about the medical community, as I'm sure a lot of you have, the science community, thinking about why do we have the perspectives that we have? We have the traditional kinds of medicine, the traditional thought process with medicine, and then we have the alternative, the holistic. And I've just been thinking about that. So I want to kind of talk about that just because I want to get your feedback and I want to hear your criticisms of it, kind of like a peer review article, but a peer review podcast. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put an HTBT in the memo field like you see on that mug. You'll get a mug. You'll get a free t-shirt. You'll get tons of great benefits. $100 off our conference. It's probably the only conference that's going to be happening this year. It's in October, first through third. Get those tickets right now. Super cheap. Last time I checked, flights are like $125 round trip some, at some places. Uh, so don't miss out on that. It's going to be like a super discount. And I think all of us from the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network are going to be there. We're adding new shows all the time. Um, so pray about supporting us, becoming a member, and getting that great content and uh, great merch. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildattend.com. Please subscribe. Like the show if you are enjoying it. And I really appreciate that, especially on the YouTube. Thank you for all those who are watching right now, live streaming, seeing more and more people joining. That is really, really awesome. I'm going to pull up my notes here. So the first thing I want to talk about is the stimulus is what to spend those checks on. And let me tell you, I just tweeted this out before I was on the show because I'm just thinking about what I want to say because especially when you go live, you kind of want to have an idea what you want to talk about. Uh, man, if you are being fruitful and multiplying and have a lot of kids, it really pays off for you with this check. $500 per child that you have. What an amazing blessing uh, that is for sure. And I'm just having kids in general is a blessing, but uh, man, some of those checks are pretty big and you might be thinking, what do I do with this money that you are borrowing? <laughs> I was I was reading an article and it was one of the myths was, do you have to pay this back? And the people were saying that you're going to have to pay this back. And the fact checkers said, you don't have to pay it back, which would be somewhat true if you were uh, a fact checker or if I was a fact checker, I would say it's somewhat true. 
no, you don't personally have to pay back those checks you're getting. But every single dollar we're spending right now in the government, we're going to have to pay back either through taxes, through debt spending, which means higher interest rates. We're we're borrowing it. You better believe it. But we're definitely not going to have to uh, be paying it back directly. So the question is, what do we do with it? And I know a lot of you ask me this question and you want me to tell you exactly what business to start, exactly what portfolio or what fund to put your money in. I'm not going to do that. For one, I don't want the reliability of telling you something and it goes wrong or off the rails because everyone's different. When you're talking to thousands and thousands of people, I can't just give a one, you know, one blast shotgun to everyone and it's the perfect situation for everyone. So I just wanted to kind of give you though how I think about it because if you could think this way, it will be really beneficial and it has some math. It has some math, but it's not anything. <laughs> hey, Michael, he spent all of that check on HTBT swag. And I don't even know if I have enough swag to cover the check that you got because I know how many kids you have, brother. Uh, but the way I think about it and any kind of really spending decision is from a financial perspective is how much does it cost to borrow? And this is how companies think. This is how I was taught how to think when running a business when I was getting my MBA is how much does it cost to borrow the money? How much does it cost to have the money? In this case, it would be um, if you are debating whether to pay off some loans that you have, some debt that you have, you may have like a $10,000, or let's just say $1,000 to keep it simple. If you have a $1,000 debt to pay and you're paying 5% interest on that, then you would want to look to spend that money on something that is going to give you a return that is higher than that 5% or you would want to pay off that $1,000 debt because the best thing you could do is pay off that debt and not have to pay 5% back to your creditor. And that is basically the principle when you're thinking about borrowing money, when you're growing a business, when you are thinking, uh, not when you're starting a business, when you're growing a business, when you are deciding if you are going to do project A or project B, is thinking through how much is it going to cost and then thinking through the ROI. And the ROI is where the art comes into it because you're not always guaranteed or sure what the return on the investment is. Um, so there is some kind of step of faith and experience that comes, comes to that. Um, but... So the thing is, if so first you want to think about is how much is this costing you? And even though this money that you're getting from the government isn't a loan, so there's no interest from it, you got to want you want to think about the opportunity cost that you are presented with, because most likely, unless you have been really good stewards of your money and you have been really wise, you probably do have some debt that you could be paying off. And so the opportunity cost presents the cost of that money for you. Like I said, you may have a thousand dollar, you may have ten thousand dollar loan that you could be paying off or paying down a portion of it. That's just as effective. Um, if you can't pay it all off with the check, the the principle still stands. So if you you want to evaluate how much debt you have and how much it's costing you to know what the cost is of not paying that off or of paying it off. It might be just a no-brainer. You might have some high interest rates, student loans. I think student loans can be up to 8 9%. Even right now, I guess we're not, uh, 
people aren't paying interest for their student loans until September. And but so you want to be thinking about that. You want to know the cost first. And then you want to start thinking about, well, what can you be doing with this money to generate wealth for yourself? Maybe it is start a business. Maybe it is start investing in a portfolio. And one of the things that you want to look at if you are not really comfortable with investing or you're new is one, you want to look at a financial advisor and specifically one that has a fiduciary responsibility to do what's best for you. And from my understanding in the world of finance, financial advisors, there's two types. There's the type that is fee-based, which is kind of the same approach of a doctor or a lawyer that you hire for yourself. They have to do what's best for you. They have that oblig obligation to make the recommendations that are best for you. And because there's no incentive for them not to, they're fee-based. So you pay them a flat fee for their consultation. And there's many different packages that you can get with that. And the other kind is the commission-based, which I've never worked with personally. I've just always stayed away from it. I'm never interested in getting advice from people that are going to make money off of me <laughs> uh, based on how much I buy from them or how much I invest with them. So... I've always stuck, stayed away from them, kind of like a car salesman. As, as much as possible, I try to stay away from them. But they will make money off of you based on how much they sell you, how many products they sell you. Uh, so I see someone's paying off credit card debt. Michael Foster bragging about his $5,400 and his herd of children that he has paying all went towards debt. That's awesome. That's the Dave Ramsey approach for sure. Um, so if you don't know what to do whatsoever, I highly recommend getting a financial advisor's advice. Even if you kind of know what you're doing, I think it's really wise because not all of us can be experts in every area that has to do with finances. Definitely not in taxes. <laughs> I, I hire people to do my taxes because it's just a mess, um, with the, you know, especially if you have multiple businesses and things like that. But having a plan for your future, some people really like having an outline and that's what a financial advisor could really do for you. And what better way, if you do get a fat check like Michael does, $5,400, you can, might be that's a great opportunity to go to find somebody who is going to help you set up a plan. Say like, hey, this is what you should do based on your finances. Hey, you want to think about this with your taxes for next year? No, most people just like wait to do their taxes till the year's over and there's nothing they can do about it. But if you really want to be smart, is you want to start calculating and thinking how much you're going to pay in taxes in the current year. So you can maybe give some more money to lower your bracket and do those kinds of things. A financial advisor can help with that. So that's what I recommend for, um, if you really just have no clue what you're doing, or maybe if you do, and you've just never got that kind of health check, like you go to the doctor once a year to see how you're doing. Financial advisor could be that health check for you. And then you could just start talking about your long-term goals, especially if you do have a, a lot of kids and you want to make sure that you're setting yourself up, you're doing the right things, you're investing the right amount of money to be able to take care of your family when you get older. Because the younger you are and you do that, the more options you're going to have, the more chances you are to change the trajectory you're on. The older you are in life, if you're in your 50s and you go to a financial advisor and be like, hey, what do I do to retire? Hey, what do I do to leave an inheritance to my kid? Um, you're going to have a lot less options at that point. So financial advisor is a great option comparing the opportunity costs and how much the cost of money is compared to paying off debt and not. Now, if you want to talk about investing in finances, I'm not going to tell you what to invest in. But one of the things that you can do, speaking of comparing your opportunity costs and if it's worth paying off debt, 
maybe you do have that low interest rate of 3% and uh, it's $1,000 so the interest is really low in the long term. And right now the stock market's really low and you could go look at historical performance of different mutual funds, different stocks, different um, you know, ETFs, mutual funds, and all those things. And you can see, well, how have they per performed year over year? And that might help you make some informed decisions on what's the potential ROI from an investment perspective. From a startup perspective, this could be a great opportunity. I mean, if you could get even a couple thousand dollars and you just start thinking through what kind of businesses that you could create with low startup costs, you could start a business with a couple thousand dollars, no problem. Just you have to be smart about it. You have to really think through what your value is, what you're offering, how you're going to market. You want to have a business plan. You're really going to have to make up for the lack of spending with hustle and planning and working, but you can do it. It could be something you can do. So if you think that you could make a business and have a stronger ROI than that 3% you're paying on that $1,000, that could be another great opportunity for you as well. So those are the kind of things that I would be thinking about with, um, with a check. Another one that's kind of more like a family thing. Maybe you guys eat out a lot and you're trying to figure out ways to cut back. Maybe buying a grill or something simple like a, or maybe upgrading your stove or your oven, which will allow you to cook at home and save money in the long run. Cutting costs is one of the best ways that you can get a return on investment. I've talked about this before. I think I even posed it in a question that what is the fastest way to grow profits? Is it better to, or is it quicker to grow profits by increasing revenue or cutting costs? And the answer is cutting costs because when you grow revenues, there's variable costs that are tied to that. That means for every unit you sell, there is usually a cost to that unit. And so for a dollar that you grow in revenue, a percentage of that is going to be taken out from overhead, from variable costs, from fixed costs, and it's going to cut to your profit. But if you cut a dollar in cost, well, that just goes right to the bottom line. That's one less dollar. You get that full dollar back in your profit. So if you can think about that from a family perspective too, maybe there's some investments that you can make, upgrade some windows, upgrade an air conditioning where you're going to be spending less energy and you're going to have less of an energy bill going forward, especially in the winter months, if you're in colder areas, that could be another option as well. Oh, thanks, Keith. That's really nice of you to say. I should probably like highlight that on the screen, what you just said. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Uh, all right. So when I get back, I want to talk to you guys about what I've been thinking about from the medical community, because I think this is a great opportunity for us to think about are the foundations of why our doctors believe the things that they do. Why do they do things? Why do they have the certain operations? Why do they develop medicine in this way? Why do they do surgeries the way that they do? Because it all comes from a worldview. And it's very interesting because not all doctors agree on the same perspective. And especially just thinking through this coronavirus thing. Oh, I said it. This show is going to get censored. Dang it. I got 14, 15 minutes through this without saying the word that's going to censor it. Oh, well. Next, there's always tomorrow. Uh, there's a very different ways on how to treat it from different kinds of doctors. Um, even reading about Stanford studies and the what's coming out from their doctors at Stanford, which you know Stanford's like top five university in the world, and contradicts with a lot of what the presidential advisors are saying. So it's not just like some left wing kook 
hippies out in the fields talking about using, you know, using wildflowers or whatever. <laughs> Nothing against the uh, holistic medicine people whatsoever. But I mean, there's some valid um, pushback on how to treat things. And so that's interesting. I want to talk about that. But first, and we need to talk about Kingsman Grooming Products, our sponsor on the show, kingsmangroomingpros.com. That's where you go to get pre-shave, after-shave, beard balms, beard oils. It makes your skin smell so good. And it makes you smell oh so sweet. And they're a Christian company. They have high quality products and you get a fat discount when you use HTBT. Go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. Put something in the cart and just put in that discount code and see how much you get off. It's totally worth it. I'm never going back to any other products. I have it fully stocked on my shelf. You can see it. I have two shelves full of Kingsman Grooming products. So go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com. So one of the things that I was reading about in articles and what some people have been forwarding me, it's funny on a reformed Jellicle with 80, we, have a lot of people are saying they're paying off their credit cards. That's awesome. That's like the conservative best, one of the best things to do. Um, so good for you guys. It's, it's good feeling to get out of debt, but a lot of people send me stuff, especially where, because in reformed Jellicle, AD and I, we love talking about conspiracy theories. They're super interesting. They are uh, just, they're interesting, not just for the story itself, but just the mindset of how people think and how they come up with these stories and uh, things like that. And then of course, with how our government behaves, I mean, they just make it ripe for these things to happen. Um, so I get a lot of articles about how to treat this thing and what are the best ways to use it and should you be doing this and should you be doing that? But the kind of the two sides of it that I've been seeing is the kind of thought and the methodology of treating not just this disease that we're dealing with or this virus that we're dealing with now, but just medicine as a whole, cancers and tumors and HIV. I, I hear that the way that we kind of treat those things is from a, a killing attacking method that we try to destroy the virus, that we try to destroy the tumor, that we try to destroy the cells. That's what chemotherapy is. That's what radiation is. And that's what we are. That's like kind of just the mindset of this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill the thing that is attacking the body. And then you have what is what seems to be, to be honest, the holistic, the kind of the alternative medicine. Um, I don't really see any other kind of mindset besides that attack when you go to a doctor. I think if you go to any doctor nine times out of 10 that is you know certified and all that stuff, um, they're going to be giving you chemo and radiation for cancer and all these things. But then there's the flip side where there's this perspective of, well, we shouldn't be so much focused on killing and attacking what's hurting your virus, but building up your body, giving it vitamins, giving it the nutrients that it needs because your body is capable of healing itself, of fighting this viruses because of how it's made, how your immune system is created, that you are able to um, fight these things off a lot of times. I, one of the articles I read, and again, this is anecdotal. This is just one, one group, one doctor. They were loading them up with tons of different vitamins with zinc and um, uh, iodine, which I'm allergic to. That's the only reason I remember what it was. And it, apparently every single patient, there was 90 of them they're claiming, didn't go to the hospital. None of them got sick to the point of death and needing hospitalization, which is really cool. And I hope that's true. 
but I'm, I just, I, it's interesting from a high level perspective. Again, I'm not a doctor. I don't, I'm not claiming to know the right answer of it, but I was just thinking of why is there just this like monolith, this one track thinking where it's destroy, destroy, kill the virus, kill what is attacking and not so much of that. Well, let's the first priority we should do is build up the immune system, supercharge it, try to make it healthier. And I'm not even trying to say that it's one or the other and you can't do both. I'm sure there are a lot of great doctors that are trying to do both of these things. But even just with like cancer, with what I'm saying, like I'm convinced that in the medical profession someday, we're gonna look back at chemo and look back at radiation the same way that today we look back at bleeding, where people would used to, the doctors would go and they would cut you and they would bleed out, quote unquote, the, the illness. And we look back at that now and it's like, that's so barbaric. That's so, you know, that's so, um, I don't know what's the word for it, but it's like, that's so moronic. Why would you do that? And then today we're killing ourselves and just hoping you outlast killing the virus. And I can't help but to think that when we have all grown up, all of us that um, went to public school and went into the science classes, um, I did them in high school and college and all that stuff where we're taught that we are evolving and the survival of the fittest and the strong survive. I mean, this is beaten into us. Why wouldn't our medical profession think to treat us that way? Why wouldn't we be um, you know, treated that way? Why wouldn't our doctors have that mindset? Like, well, the strong survive. So let's just see how we can kill off the bad. And it's this glorification of death. And I'm not even saying it's like a direct correlation, but it does, it's not surprising at all, but that that's our mindset. Um, that's our mindset to attacking and solving health problems is the same foundation that we were taught in. I mean, I've, I believe that the medical field from the doctors I've talked to, it's the same in the science field that if you believe in creation, if you believe that God created us and we didn't evolve, you get laughed at. You don't even get taken seriously. So why are we surprised that there's this bias to this type of uh, medical treatment? And it just reminds me of the importance of why we need to have this Christian perspective that God did create our bodies. And you're thinking just the mindset shift of that, that we're not just organisms that evolved and were really strong and outlasted other things. And so let's just take that route and keep trying to kill the things that are attacking the body and see if we outlast it but that God created our bodies in a fearful and wonderful way. And what could we use that God created in creation? And what can we use to build up what God has already created and to help overcome illness? And I just find that that's a completely opposite perspective. And I'm not even saying the people that all believe that from a holistic perspective or Christians or have that worldview, but I could just start to see that these foundations of the Christian perspective versus the evolution worldly perspective, um, where this kind of thinking can lead to that. So just something to think about. I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Um, I'm seeing comments. Yes, they do both build the immune system and avoid the virus. Yes, um, I love it. I'm glad they do that. This seems to be, yeah. The conspiracy theorists say that uh, the reason there's an emphasis on vaccines is because of... Um, Gates and his correlation. Um, that would be interesting. Well, that's the show. If you uh, missed any part of it, feel free to uh, watch the rest of it or go back and watch it. It'll be out on podcast tomorrow on YouTube. I'd really appreciate if you like this to like it, subscribe, share it with a friend. 
uh, that helps get the word out and it helps us keep growing. With that, we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. <laughs>